Welcome back. I am so excited right now. We're going to be talking Oscars this evening. I don't know movies very well. I don't really pay attention to them all that often, but Eric does. So he's going to be driving this show. In fact, the first 10 minutes of the episode was mostly Eric. Uh, we had planned on him to drive this show, but due to technical difficulties, the first couple minutes of this episode got deleted, which is a shame. But, uh, but yeah, so Eric's going to be driving this one. It's going to be a lot less of me, which, honestly, anybody y'all listening, you, you know he's smarter than me, so it's for the best that he is. Also, we have Ashley here this evening, uh, avid movie enthusiast, as well as just awesome person. We're always happy when she can be with us. And tonight, we are joined with a friend of the show. It's been on multiple times, Dylan Ellis. He's got an amazing podcast. Check out Waltz to the Death. It's a true crime show about dance hall murders and the history. I, I'm kidding. It's a it's an NBA podcast. If you like hoops or comedy at all, he's a funny motherfucker. So is his co-host. Check out Waltz to the Death. But yeah, sorry again. We you know technical difficulties. Clearly, we don't know what we're doing. But from here on in, we're going to start with Ashley talking about the Oscars. It was a family affair for her, which is way different than me. And uh, yeah, we're going to go from there. Eric's driving this show. You guys are going to love it. Thank you for listening. So I think Dylan touched on. A bunch of the things that I was thinking about in preparation for this episode and part of what bothers me too is with the advent of Twitter and Instagram and all these accounts that are giving full transparency to what people really act like in Hollywood. So for instance, there's an Instagram account called Dumois and in case they're interested in sponsoring us and they, it's, it's a secret woman who is just collecting advice from all kinds of industry insiders, let's say. They're either stylists or set assistants or executive assistants to A-list celebrities, and they just send in, you know, anonymously all kinds of information about how terrible people are. And so it is very disheartening when you are glamorizing somebody and then find out, you know, what an awful person they may be. There is a lot of praise as well. There's on the flip side, there's a lot about, but even that kind of stuff, it's like, do I really want to know what Jennifer Aniston ate for lunch yesterday at the Grove? No, I want to see her as this like character that lives in a, in another world, you know? We, the part of celebrity that I, I totally get, but I just I can't get on board with it is I think deep down we want these people to be almost godlike creatures. We want these people to be perfect in every aspect. I, I really think deep down we want to worship them. Am I, am I way off base there? Did you all at least feel that? Because I feel like that's a lot of the celebrity no, I think so. worship people, lately. I think people look at them, too, as like larger than life. And yeah, I mean, especially actors, whenever you meet them, you're like, wow, they were like really small. Because yeah. you're just used to seeing their big yeah. fucking heads, oh, yeah. like, you know, projected yeah. 50 feet tall and stuff. And you just think of them as larger than life, where if, as if you meet an athlete, they're almost always gigantic. And you're like, holy shit, that guy's hum-. I met Troy Aikman yeah. when I was a little kid, and his hands were humongous. Yeah. Uh, but I met, like, actors and stuff over the years. And I'm like, oh, you're like a little tiny person. Like, you're very small. Um, <laughs> but I think, and another thing, too, is, and then, but you got, well, I don't want to get canceled, but um, also this is America's number one conservative podcast, so it's a Number one. percent yeah. <laughs> But I That's feel great. like there's been uh, maybe this is just recency thing, but a, an increase in like the political thing too, like them getting up and getting their award and like, okay, this is my two minutes to spout my ideology, oh. and I'm like, hey, don't care, super, don't care, like you don't live in the same world as me, I don't really care what your opinion is, like you went to like, 
you know, South Africa for six months and pretended to be uh, whatever, like a diamond trader. Cool. Done doesn't mean I need to know your opinion on you know, whatever. So that's super annoying. And as much as like people like to dunk on Ricky Gervais, like when he hosted the Golden Globes, like, hey, come up here, say thank you. Like, talk, like, thank all your agents, thank your family, and get off. Get nobody out cares of here. about yeah. it. And then nobody listened to him, and everybody was like, the environment is going. If we don't do something now, and I'm like, oh, my God, you flew a private jet here. Like, shut up. Yeah. Um, that's also, that was a Golden Globes. I was genuinely going to make a joke about that later being the Oscars because I don't actually know <laughs> that wasn't the Oscars. Anyway, so that's put a little sour taste in my mouth, too. And it's not that I necessarily disagree with what people are saying. It's more just, like, not the time or the place, man. Like, yeah. you're wearing a $10,000 gown. Yeah, uh, like don't right. preach to me about whatever it is, you know, anything. Actually, Sustainability. <laughs> right. I don't know. Yeah. I, I kind of like when they're fallible, and I kind of like the dissidents actually. Like, hmm. I think it's kind of fun to go look at these dummies up here being like, "Oh, I can change the world with my speech because <laughs> I was in a movie." Do like, you that's think amazing. they actually that <laughs> type of ego is fascinating and that's what makes them good at their jobs. And it's I true. also like the idea that like when they screw up in real life and you find out these are terrible people, like that kind of adds to the narrative, right? Like the way back that Ben Affleck movie. Love much it. better yes. that we know he's a raging alcoholic in real yeah. life too. It makes the performance is, is very real. different. Yeah. Yeah, so but, I kind of like having this information about them. That's true. I, two things. There's The God complex is real because, I mean, these are people, especially if they've been in the industry for a long time, who are nothing but catered to, never told no. Matthew McConaughey, as is we can feel, is gearing Governor up for, McConaughey, Ashley? Governor, Governor McConaughey? And that, that does... I, I, I hate to go on record saying this, but it's just like man how why are you an, a qualified politician to run the state of texas and you know he wrote his book yes he's had 50 years of life experience i mean i guess that's valuable to a lot of people so but has every 50 year old man i've ever met i don't want them running anything hey when has a slick talking huckster ever done us wrong i mean it's never turned out <laughs> yeah. bad it, yeah. it's fine did, it's totally did you fine. vote for him it'd be a lot cooler if you did <laughs> I didn't even the know he was running. Right he's themselves. really running. He's really running. There's right? talk. I had no There's idea. talk. There's oh. talk. No, he's yeah. He's it's not official, but it it seems to be going in that direction. But I'll I was going to say the does, accountability. He's win. The, yeah, I probably. Oh, he'll win. Oh, guaranteed. Yeah. That's yeah. the craziest part. The accountability factor, though, has got to be good, though, right? Because you know, if you've seen in the news, Scott Rudin just has stepped away from all the product uh, projects that he's working on. For those who don't know, he's a famous producer he was most recently working actually with broadway but he's produced i mean dylan you can probably name off what are his most famous movies i mean he's, he's been nominated for a bajillion oscars he's bajillion a producer. Oscars. he's sort of like harvey weinstein basically he's yes um, weinstein like yeah. oh, i so had a friend he's in a horrible person interned for him <laughs> and said that he did get plates of bacon thrown at his face so i have a first-hand account of some of that being real <laughs> yeah is he like a vegan or something <laughs> no, he's just he he would. He, God damn it! He, he, <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Why would anyone throw bacon at anybody? I don't understand. Because it wasn't it, it, its exact crispiness. That's why. Oh, so he's a prick. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Listen, to be fair, that's really frustrating. Diva with a capital D. 
I've said <laughs> you should be able to order bacon like you order a steak. Okay, there's levels. No, Every agreed. time you order bacon, it just comes, and I'm like, this, this is, is actually the I most important conversation we've ever had on this podcast. <laughs> no, because and this, the, is I'm, this is what we really came to talk true. about today. I am more engaged right now than I would have been. Sometimes you're talk. like a flappy boy, or sometimes you want to, you're very crispy, right? And sometimes I I like to live in the middle. Like I want some chew, but I don't want it like brittle, right? But you, every what, time you order bacon, the restaurant, it just comes. What would we use for this? Like, how would you order it? Uh, see, I would. Yeah, you can't. Um, Chris, you can't like, go like medium rare. You yeah, right. You can't go. I would. Say you like, almost need a color chart. Floppy. Ooh, ooh yes. Floppy, floppy to chewy, or crispy or brittle. If you're that, yeah. if you're a monster person and you want. Well, don't get brittle. I prefer on a bacon cheeseburger. If I'm doing a bacon cheeseburger, yeah, it, which goddamn it, yeah, I haven't had one in so long. I am. I haven't had one in so long. It, and it, come, right it now. like ejects out of your hamburger. Yeah. Yeah. Or if worse. I like, I take a bite and I pull the entire piece out with it, and now it's just like dripping down and flopping on my chin. Like I, I don't think I think I speak for all humans. Nobody wants anything flopping on their it's chin. Like, I think take, we can all. Take me I think we can all get there. It's seriously though. It's great. Like, but yeah, I, I like that. You should be, you should have basically if you order bacon on a plate, you just get whatever the cook, like just Steve yeah, in the back is like, I'm going to decide this for you now. Yeah. This I is what you're eating. Enjoy. This is my life's work. Yeah. Listen, if McConaughey runs on that platform, he's getting my vote a hundred <laughs> times out of a hundred. That's tell you very that much like a high school, like president, like yeah. in a movie sort of thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Know. Vote for me and I'll get you customizable bacon. Yeah. I love it. Oh, I freaking love it. But so no, it's interesting because, like, I'll admit, dude. Oh, go ahead. No, just gonna say you don't. I, care I'll about admit, these dude, like, at all. Yeah, I didn't even know the Oscars were coming up. You texted me yeah. last week or whenever this was. You like want to do an Oscars episode? And I was like, absolutely. When when are the what? When are they? <laughs> I I have watched zero minutes of live Oscars my entire life. It's why it was really? so odd, wow. dude. Literally, even back when I did kind of care, I I probably just forgot or never really sure. you know, tuned in or whatever. But it, it, but your mom didn't much... like have them on or, or anything. Phyllis, no. Didn't she, to, she went to movies a lot, right? No. Uh, she kind of enjoyed them. My father was anti everything on purpose. He's like, he hated the idea of TV. He hated the idea. My dad, and this is something that I'll, I'll admit I'm, I'm gravitating towards as I get older, which is insane. He wouldn't wear anything that had a name on it. If it had a logo or anything on it, he was like, they're not paying me to brand their shit. And I was also like, dad, you're 44. They don't give a shit if you're wearing it. You're not helping. Yes. You're not selling anything. But anyways, I'm kind of, but I, it was never on. We never talked about it. We never really cared. And also the speech thing turns me off. I've seen it. I've seen YouTube clips or whatever of the grandiose, you know, self-congratulatory nature in the same way, I don't like that, nor do I want to hear it. If I go to a concert, and between the song, you start talking about, that song was written because of the, the strife that's going on, the, the Ireland needs to get their independence back, and I picked Ireland on purpose because I'm not going to go down any political road here. <laughs> okay. And then you get their independence back, and I'm like, will you shut the fuck up and play music? And in the same way, if you're an actor, I, you act. I'm glad you're good at acting. I enjoy a good two-hour escape from reality, but I don't give a shit your opinion on anything anything you're not qualified to talk about anything you don't you didn't go to school for any opinions you know how to act i don't care and there's another the other thing is like they are if one of them got up there and said something like wildly weird and like crazy that might be interesting but they all say the same things to each other who already believe the same thing so it's just this echo chamber of like who are you talking to right now because like yeah joe's dad is not watching this like you know no (laughs) like no no chance. You know, middle America is probably most of them are not watching this. So like everybody watching this is, is already on board. So like, mm-hmm. what, what, what yeah, that's probably to? increasingly more true than it used to be like in the nineties and stuff. I feel like 
Yeah, probably these award shows are even somewhat politically divisive now. I wonder if there's a handful oh, of, yeah. or not more than a handful of like Trump country that's like, no, I can't watch this because oh, I for know sure. it's coming. Yeah, I, could, yeah, I, I guarantee you a lot of my South Dakota friends, they will purposefully not watch. Be proud of the fact that I'm just not watching because I didn't even know it was on, also I don't care. But like the, the idea that you'd be like, them lefty liberals, I mean, you, you know, what's the difference? Honestly, what's the difference between the Oscar speeches talking about nonsense or a Trump rally? What is the real difference, guys? Let's let's get down different to it. Different sides of the same coin honestly exactly uh, Auto, no, i totally agree and the the and we can get more into this e i guess as you as we kind of like talk about maybe this year or the recent years but the movies they nominate and win are increasingly more boutique and less like that's uh, what i was gonna movies say that too. anybody has seen <laughs> yeah i was gonna <laughs> ask about that because like so what is the purpose of this show if they're not gonna like bring people in by actually nominating movies that people see, right? Like, so what are we actually celebrating? Right. I guess the art of filmmaking, but yeah, but is it like it it, just like in everything else we have like an award, right? Like we have a Heisman, right? We have MVP awards for sports, like in business, you know, your stock goes up, you can win Nobel peace prizes and economics and the medical field and all that stuff. But those are all sort of like, I just, it doesn't, this doesn't seem to relate to those in any way because it's art, I guess. Yeah. There's no objectivity. There's something increasingly stupid about like ranking art and being like, yeah. this was the best art. Agreed. You know, like it doesn't. Seriously. Um, I mean, Roger Ebert famously like in his year end lists, he didn't rank them because he'd be like, how do I say seven this movie was seventh best and this was eighth best these are the 10 movies that i loved the most this year and i'm going to talk about them and that's all i really want i just want to talk about the movies i loved and like it is silly i think to say like i mean sometimes it's just like um siskel also famously said like there is opinion and then there's sometimes when you get into error of fact like when you say that uh I think his quote is so esoteric, but it was like, when you say the Valachi papers is better than the Godfather, you are wrong. Like yeah. it's not an opinion. You are just wrong. So sometimes right. it's like there are objectively, like, this is the best movie or whatever. But when you get down to the nitty gritty of it, like, I don't know that, you know, this person would gave be a better performance. It would be interesting if the show was just like a year's celebration of the movies and it just became like a, you know, a tribute show. Yeah. And not an awards show. And they do that. Like that they, they spend no, that's like a, great a significant idea. amount of time just like the magic of the movies, you know? Yeah, that's yeah. part of the now reason it's four it. hours is from the part. montages. I, yeah, I do part. too, actually. I do that's too. That's yeah. everybody likes, I feel it like, is like a montage. Time. But there's a guy, it's... David Ehrlich, on Twitter who's a critic and ri- film writer, and he does this every year himself. He cuts this like incredible supercut of like the year in movies, and it's incredible and it's not limited oh, to everything yeah it's incredible and every year i watch it and like cry at my computer and i'm like movies are my religion and <laughs> but it doesn't take four hours there's no pomp and circumstance it's just like this is it like this is why we go and you know i don't understand why i mean like the movies like in the 70s and eight, like dude star wars was nominated for best picture yeah raiders of the lost ark was nominated for best picture et yes. was nominated for best picture if these guys would get their head out of their fucking asses and maybe like and part of it's like movies are not the same, right? Like there's a clear like bifurcation of like, this is for everybody yeah. and this mm-hmm. is for a small group of people. But like if they could 
And they've tried to do it, right? Nominating Black Panther for Best Picture, but that was like a course correction. They they just they can't. I don't know why, but they just they keep getting these really dusty, artsy fartsy movies that I yeah, like. Do you, but do like, you think don't, this is don't a get eyeballs? But do you think Agreed. this is a result of the Oscars itself, or do you think this is more a reflection of the way the movie industry is actually like set up now? Hmm. That's interesting. I remember Patton Oswald said one time, I might have said this in the last movie podcast, but he, he started talking about how, you know, the birds and, and old school movies were recorded on devices that have worse technology than our phones. So, so the idea that you need these, you know, large scale million dollar, $20 million budgets, you don't anymore. So the idea that you would have to rank them, it's almost, it's almost pointless anymore. Like if you're going to make a, a purposefully artsy movie and, and only try to aim it towards a very small sect of society, it doesn't make it any better or worse of a movie than Transformers just because Transformers was purposely made to try and get the globe with like no dialogue and all robot fighting. It doesn't mean <laughs> one's better or worse. It, it just means that's what you were aiming for. So it, it, I guess I just don't understand why we need to rank them. And I guess we do that with everything. Like we do it with top 10 plays. We do I mean, There's a top 10 list for everything. Why are we so obsessed with ranking things? Yeah, I mean, winners and, and losers, yeah, it's it's compelling, right? Like, it's compelling to to watch and to root for somebody. and But it is so, like we talked about, it, it's just so strange to do it for something as objective as, like, I mean, the only thing dumber is music. Like, music is the most oh. subjective thing on the planet. And, like, every, t I don't understand. Also, the Grammys have the weirdest categories. Like, best record, best album, best song, best recording. Yeah, and they don't, like, I don't, what? <laughs> And their yeah, years don't, don't make any sense either, right? Like ever, yeah. ever. It's like, oh, it's brand new. It came out three years ago, but it's the yeah. you know record of the year. The radio just got a hold of it, so we're gonna call it new now. <laughs> no, but you're right, Joe. The mo movies are are. I mean, there's just there's a, there's such a wide gulf between, you know, like there's a big movie, big giant movie for everybody, which yeah. is like anything Marvel, Star Wars, yeah. basically Disney. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there's like very small stuff that's like art house or Bloom or horror. And then those things in the middle, those movies in the middle, that, like we kind of grew up watching. Like I just think of like always Harrison Ford, like the Harrison Ford movie, yeah. like The Fugitive or Air Force One mm -hmm. or whatever, like just the sort of middle yeah. of the road, <laughs> adult-ish. Six days, seven nights. What? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> like those, <laughs> any John Grisham, you know, like John Grisham yep. movies are not. Yeah. Anyone. All your Pelican um, briefs, all your all your, <laughs> all your romantic comedies that are blockbuster sort of level, but like relatable, you know, yeah. and not indie art house. All your 90s super rom-coms. They're yeah. just sort of disappearing. Or now, it, honestly, they're they're on streaming or they're, they're on Netflix or whatever. So there's just like a, a, it's just, just like anything else, I feel like the, the rich are getting richer and the poor, so to speak, are getting poor. Where like yeah. there's just there's the there's the big and there's the very small in the middle, the middle class of movies, if you will, um, mm -hmm. is sort of disappearing. Do you I'm think we would now. see more of the middle class if they were like nominated and celebrated more? No, it's money. It's just money. So right, is it done on problem, purpose? Right? They nominate these on purpose because the people that are doing the nominations are buddies with the studio execs, so this is all just a big circle jerk. Like, the more I listen there's to this, the more I realize it's probably what it is. For sure. Well, there's that yeah, whole like, other thing is the campaigning, right? Like, yeah. Yes. Like, I mean, my brother-in-law is on the board of the academy, so you know my cousin's going to get nominated for best screenplay when he didn't deserve it or whatever the fuck. You know, like, well, it feels it was very much like for that. example the, on the Golden Globes, um, Emily in Paris, which was a Netflix show that is very lowbrow, I would say, um, was nominated yeah. in part 
in several categories. I mean, I watched it. It's like, you know, it's a silly show. Obviously, it's about an I watched girl two episodes. Here. It is not great. It is not great. But Lily Collins, who's actually a very talented actress, is the lead. And her dad is Phil Collins. And apparently, um, the production of Emily in Paris flew out the entire Foreign Press Association to Paris and had them on set and put them up in a five-star hotel for a week and, you know, during production. So there you have, you know, thus the nominations. Mm-hmm. Didn't win anything, but... Hey, I don't mean to big, uh, to big come up uh, on the top of anything, but I believe it's pronounced Emily in Paris. I think that's the oh, whole... Oh, you're uh, correct. I just, yeah, that Ash, saying, of all sorry. people to get that wrong. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little disappointed. That's tough. Also, that's when tough. I saw that show, I was like, Ashley either loves this and it's the favorite thing she's ever seen, or she's like, this is dog shit because this is not what it's supposed to be. I have to I say, was... I talked to my, like, um, my French girlfriends watched it, too. I mean, it's, like I said, it's third, you know, they're 25-minute, eight episodes. It's not, you know, it's not life-changing, but it's just fun and silly. And even French-Parisian girls were like, everybody needs to calm the hell down. It's just a show, okay? <laughs> like, literally, because <laughs> people were going wild on um, Instagram. Like, other girls that I know that are expats from Australia or, you know, the UK or whatever, they're like, this is so inaccurate. It's so much more difficult. Than-. I was like, okay, it's, guys, take a deep breath. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I remember getting up in arms about Friday Night Lights because, like, I'm from Texas, and I'm kidding. I don't actually never even saw the show. <laughs> but, no, I, I, I bet you. Uh, yeah, I'm Texas. I play football. No, I, I'm calling it right now. I bet you in the next couple of years, less than five, I'm calling it. Mark this down. Each streaming service will have their own awards show at the end of the year. Netflix will have their own Netflix awards. Disney will have their own Disney awards. It, 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 all the other ones that I don't have, and I'm sure I will by the time. You know what I mean? They will all, each have their own self-serving pat on the back. They probably around. already do privately. That's like not televised. Exactly. But I bet you they will. I bet you they. Why wouldn't you? It's easy content to make, and that's probably another thing. It's four hours of easy content. You just get a bunch of people that already think they're amazing, and then tell them they're even more amazing, and let them dress <laughs> up. Like it, it's it's such an easy show to make. I would guess, at least in, in theory. Yeah, a lot of people watch it for, like, not a lot of work, really, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's something you could build your calendar around. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of – there's probably obviously a lot of work that goes into it. But, yeah, I mean, it's – I I would – I'm curious to see the numbers this year. I bet it's going to be abysmal. I think so. I think so. Are y'all cheering? Everything is – also, everything, like, the NBA Finals got terrible ratings. The Super Bowl got pretty down ratings. For whatever reason, we're all trapped in our homes, but we still don't yeah. want to watch TV. <laughs> I wonder uh, super weird, right? Or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I was going to ask you about that. Feel connected, you know? Mm. Yeah, I think mm. that's we're part of it. We don't feel work. connected. There's no like motto culture anymore, right? Like, it's not like yeah. we're all sitting around the water cooler talking about something. And then also, yeah. that's true. We all have a gajillion things we can watch if we want. Yeah. Okay. Right? That was my number one point because I texted everybody on the podcast that I'm an abhorrent film enthusiast having seen literally I don't think any of the nominated films this year and I had mentioned on a previous podcast that there have been real studies done on people during COVID for kind of anxiety reducing methods re-watching things that they're familiar with rather than taking the chance on watching something new I think we all talked about this last time. And like the numbers for people rewatching The Office and Friends are just more through the roof than they've ever been. 
And I am kind of guilty of that. I have just stayed in my lane and I, and I watch way too much news. I have it running like all day in the background, but, um, yeah, I, 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 I truly do love the movie going experience and not being a, the motivation to me to make an, an effort to get dressed and go to a movie theater and have popcorn and a big Coke and watch a film was what would make me see them. Even if I wasn't as interested in the film as I thought, but me just sitting on my couch by myself and having 1 billion things to choose from, it makes it hard for me to choose something I'm not positive I'm going to love. That's fair. There's a, so uh, there's a guy in a normal year though, Ash, you would have like gone to the movies and like seen all of these and like yeah, gone out of your way to make sure you see all of them. For sure. Like usually the top um, actor, actress and uh, best picture category, I would hit like all. Wow. So this is very. E, out, how many out, have you seen? Of the, I mean, of the I, main nominee pictures, how many have I, you seen? I haven't seen two of the best picture nominees because they're video on demand and I didn't feel like paying for them. And I mean, I think I've seen everybody an actor and everybody but one an actress. And I generally go out of my way to see all of them too. And I guess I just was sitting at home and was like, hey, I'll take the risk. I've, you know. Watched a movie I like today already, so if this one sucks, it's not a big deal. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe that's it, too. I, I Spending $20 for a movie ticket or whatever it is seems worth it because there's a moment. There's an experience. There's, you know, there's a vibe. Everybody's what Spending $20 sitting on my couch is like, I could pull up Netflix and just watch something else. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so much easier to just, yeah, to just divert to anything else than throw 20 bucks at a, at a gamble, at a risk. Because I don't know if I'm going to like any of this stuff. I'm guessing. And that collective the research I've done, I wouldn't like, like any I, of it. Yeah, we've talked about seeing it with a hundred other people and hearing like the small gasps or laughs. Or, yes. You know, is that's it's magical. It really is. I know Dylan feels the same way. <laughs> oh yeah, I have been to the movies twice since. Like I, still, I don't care. I still. Oh, I'm vaccinated, so it's all good. But um, yeah, same, whatever. It was incredible. Good. I'm about to son. be vaccinated, and I'm heading back. So. Get I took some. my son to see Godzilla vs. Kong, and it didn't. Nice. It was hot trash, but I loved it and had a great time. Was it? And I mean, yeah, it's not it's, really. It is what it is. It's what you it's want. Transformers, it's Transformers. It's come on. Yeah. It's monsters fighting, and they uh, they yeah. know exactly what it is, and they don't. There's not too many humans talk, <laughs> exposing yeah. dialogue. I'm not here um, for deep thoughts. There's no there's no deep cuts here. Uh, no, yeah, I I've gone back the first chance I could, and uh, I took him. I took the kids to see Ray and the Last Dragon last weekend. It was great. Oh, um, so good. Like so a, good. Disney Kung Fu movie. It's great, and it made the live-action Mulan pretty much obsolete. Not sure why they made that movie. Um, yep, terrible, awful. Oof, that movie was. But uh, I've big seen. Miss, big miss. I, I've seen quite a few. There's a few I need to see. Um, but it's funny. I was texting Eric like the night last night, the night before. I watched Nomadland, kind of putting it off. Like I know it's going to be a tough sit, um, but I want to see it because it's probably going to win Best Picture. And I told him I just sat down and started it without like thinking because if I start scrolling, it's over. And I will just oh. watch like The Town or Michael Clayton or No Country <laughs> for Old Men or some movie I've seen a hundred goddamn times, but <laughs> it makes me feel like warm and fuzzy. Uh, so I'll just so I was like, I just got to sit down and start it. And I think that's part of the thing is like, if you just you just gotta like tell yourself like when my kids were going to bed, I was like, I'm watching this movie when they go to bed, and I just sat down, started it. I didn't have a choice, and I was like, I threw my phone across the room. I was like, Yeet! I'm like, yeah, to me, that's no different than like choosing to go to the movies, though, right? Like, yeah. is it, but it's not the same decision, which is weird. You have it's, to kind of simulate the experience, too. Like, I've done that a few times, like I did with Tenet, too, because I didn't go see Tenet in theater. And so when it, I finally got it at home, 
I like turned the lights off. I threw, I like put my phone, I hid my phone. Uh, you know, I got like a drink or whatever. And I tried to simulate the experience just in terms of like zoning in on it. Right. Cause that's my thing is like, even I do it. I love movies in 10 minutes in a movie. I'm like on my phone. I'm like, this movie sucks. <laughs> I'm like, well, of course it sucks. I'm on my phone. I'm looking at Twitter and yeah. like my fantasy team yeah. or whatever. Um, but it's hard to do. I like that's the great thing about the movies is that you have no choice if you go to a good movie theater anyway to like, but yeah. to focus on it, you know. Shout out to the Alamo for their intro of yelling at you to not do all your like. It, it's the most aggressive "do not be on your phone" speech ever, and I love it. Like that's you will. Not, get I don't go to the movies out. often. Yes, and they're not kidding. Exactly. And that's I, I appreciate that they back it up. They will kick you out. I have so kicked everybody people out. I worked there for seven years. I kicked many people yeah. out happily. It was like, get out. You suck. I love it. Not to like, it. not sorry, Joe, but like when we had the fish movie, uh, the fish concert. Oh, y'all shouldn't. I'm sorry. You should know better. That's it on was you. The worst, that's that's like, on the Alamo. Weeks of my life because what people the? were dancing in the aisles. Yeah, smoking joints in the theater. It's like, okay, you can maybe do that. We don't have like an express rule about that, but like, yeah, people trying to smoke weed in the theater, yeah. and I'm like, hey, you super can't do that. Like, I'm, <laughs> like you, I don't think you understand the fish culture. I do There's, now. <laughs> there are no such thing. When fish is playing, when fish is playing. There are no rules. The, the only thing that is happening is fish. Everything is unto itself. I will be on all of the drugs. And you can't really <laughs> tell me anything because, honestly, I don't understand what you're saying. I don't really get what's happening. That's why I like the music because it's not words because I can't talk because I'm on nine. <laughs> it's acid. So why are you talking to me, sir? I'm trying to listen to my jams. And not that you guys could have known that, but you should have. As well, that the, was the Every venue, everywhere. That was kind of the response I got a lot. It was like, hey, you have to leave. And they're just like, you don't, you're not here, man. And I'm like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I assure <laughs> you I am. I need no, you dude, to leave. Fish I is not allowed to play at Red Rocks. Red Rocks, the, the, the amazing mm-hmm. music venue here in Colorado. Fish is never allowed back because their fans, uh, it's sold out. And their fans literally bought or already had, I don't know, climbing equipment and climbed, scaled the face of the rocks because they could not not see fish it's not an option we're going to see them if i have to climb mountains so you being the person that works at the movie theater are not going to stop me i'm going <laughs> to climb a mountain so you as a human certainly are going to so it's just it's a different experience but here's my question did you kick anybody out of a nick cage film <laughs> is does did you get kicked out of a Nick Cage film? Did I, is this why you're asking? No, but Nick Cage is the subject of this week's <laughs> walk in the park, everybody. Get excited. Oh, All right, so everybody has heard of six degrees of seven of Kevin Bacon, or seven degrees, or four degrees, or I don't know, it doesn't fucking yeah. matter. Point yeah. is, this week, we're going to do that with Nick Cage and all of the Oscar top-nominated movies. Oh, to okay. start, easiest one, Nomadland. And I'm going to give you a clue. Start with Frances McDormand. I don't know how you say her name. Start with her. Yeah. Okay. Think and about a state. Get her to Kevin Bacon. What? Yeah. How do you get to Kevin Bacon? Or no, Nick Cage. How do you get to Nick Cage oh. from Frances McDormand? Think about a state. I feel like they're in, in our a movie union. together. Yeah, they I are. feel like they are. they even? This is the easiest one to start with. She's raising, not in Raising Arizona. Raising Arizona. She, raising Arizona. she, she is in Raising Arizona. Yeah, yeah. She is. Yes. Of course she is. She <laughs> is. Get some, Ash. Get nice some. Ash. All right, next one. Next one. And this is a one-timer, so you, you got to figure out. The Trial of Chicago 7. You can pick one actor and get to Nick Cage. And I gave you a clue. It is actor. Through one move? One move. Hmm. And if you would like a clue, I can give you who the actor is, but you just let me know. 
Is it, it's not Michael Keaton, is it? It is Michael Keaton. It's Michael think? Keaton. Interesting. Michael. Nick Cage. Is he an adaptation? No, I don't think so. I'll give you all five more seconds. You're on the clock. I'm so embarrassed that I don't know this, but best of times with nick cage no i'm not yeah i haven't seen that one i feel fine i feel fine believe it or not i haven't seen that one either i know that surprised you guys all right next one and this is this is a two mover promising young woman and i'm going to give you who to start with just because it would take forever otherwise start with adam brody or do it however you want to do it i just know it's possible with adam brody it's how i found it brody gotcha fox and jennifer's body okay I don't want to do this out loud. I need to think about it. In my head. <laughs> yeah, that's the hard part, right? Because you're like, it was oh, well, Adam Brony is in Mr. and Mrs. Smith with like right. Brad Pitt. No. Gone 60 seconds. Or Joe Lee. Joe Lee. There it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. Well played, everybody. Well played. Joe, right. remember I did this one time on the bus to a football yes. game and I did Wilson the volleyball for- to like E.T. Yeah. or something. Yes. <laughs> You did two inanimate <laughs> objects and traced like 38 movies in between. Like, it was genuinely amazing. Genuinely. Um, next movie, Mank, which I was honestly disappointed about because the only thing that I know about Mank is it's a street term for meth. And this movie is apparently not about that. So, <laughs> Mank, you got to do... An- <laughs> I was so disappointed when I Googled it. I was like, wait, what? What is this about? This looks boring as shit. Anyways. I did not know that. Joe, you taught me something today. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At least in Wake, at least in Waco, Texas from 2004 to 2006. That's what uh, people I knew. I'm not a fan. People I knew that were a fan called it Mank Mank. Okay. Okay. Like cocaine is crank and meth Mm -hmm. is mank. Yes. Literally. No, literally. Yes. You you are not. Ash is the ear to the streets over here. Okay. Lord. (laughs) All right, I, so, I can give you the clue, or at least okay, how so I did. Okay, so from Mank to Nick Yes. Uh, Gary Oldman, uh, that's pretty easy. So I'm guessing yes. we're going Gary, Gary Oldman, right? Yeah. Gary yeah, Oldman's how true, I did it. It's I probably true, doable. True romance, because there's a million people in that movie. Mm. Yeah. Uh, mm. Which I can I could easily go Brad Pitt to Angelina Jolie to... Yeah, do that way again. Yeah. But that's not that's easy. That's too easy. It is too easy, but that's actually how I did it. But I went Gary. <laughs> I went Gary Oldman, Kung Fu Panda with Angelina Jolie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dylan, when you text me, sort of like movie with a million people, and then it really just breaks wide open for you. There yeah. are a couple of cheat codes. The last one we're gonna do. There's a t- anyways. Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Which of all of these movies that are nominated, I've seen none of them. I might see that one. That one actually seemed it's interesting. Great. Just from. Yeah. It's really good. Oh, you saw it. Was it good? All right. Great. I, honestly, yeah, I might great. that one. I might. And it's not it even. It's like a very like thriller. It's just like a very well made popcorn thriller. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Interesting. So. It's basically the Departed, it. but like in the Black Panther Party. It's really. Yeah. Good. It really works well. I'm even. I seriously. I probably will end up watching that of any of these. That'll be the only one. I can give you who I started with here. Your call. This one's a two mover. Somebody to a movie. Oh, somebody geez. to another Jesse movie. Jesse Plemons. Wait, it's Is Catherine Keener. Palmer? It's uh, Daniel Kaluuya in Get Out. Oh yeah, Catherine Keener, and then Catherine Keener in Adaptation with Nick Cage, right? Damn, no, that's better than the way I did. I went Martin Sheen. I was going to say it's got to be Martin Sheen. He's okay. the voice of Uncle Ben in Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man. Okay. Which Incredible. has Paul Giamatti. Incredible. Incredible. Paul Giamatti, Paul Giamatti. Aunt Bully, Nick Cage. Yeah. Aunt Bully, get these voices. You can't do. Vo- 
That, that hey. needs to be a rule. No voice acting. Movies I love that Joe right. like went full cartoon as the guy with <laughs> you who only watches cartoons. When Dylan right. texts me, Dylan was like, so did you do research for this? I was like, oh, I did. But not in the way that you're expecting. <laughs> I, spent, I spent way too much time doing this, but I had a blast. Anyways, next one, The Father. And this one's getting, these are going to get tougher as we go. The last three are not easy. Three. The Father. <laughs> yeah, we got Father, Minari, and Sound of Metal. The Father. Holy and shit, I can tell you who I started impossible. with. Damn near impossible, start- bro. That one took me, it took me seriously a half hour. I'm not kidding. I'm just like, because <laughs> I don't know any of this shit off the top of my head. I would have to Google and then be like, all right, what movies were you in? And then open up each one of their IMDBs and be like, who the fuck's in this? It took me forever. <laughs> Worth it. It took me forever. So <laughs> I can tell you who I started with. Anthony Hopkins. Start with Hopkins? Yes, sir. Anthony. Yeah, that's easy one. See, there's another dude that's in a million Sir things. Anthony Hopkins to meet Joe Black with Brad Pitt. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. That works. I love it. I love it. Just, gotta get, Brad. just get to Brad. Yeah, we well, just got to get to Brad every yeah, time. Yeah, if you get to Brad, you get to anybody. <laughs> that's brilliant. I, sh- I didn't even know that. I went Anthony Hopkins in Thor Ragnarok with oh, yeah. Idris Elba. Idris Elba in Ghost Rider with Nick Cage. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. Uh, all right, Minari. And I, I mean... If you guys even want to take a stab at this blindly, you can. But I, I is it I Will Patton? Did you start with Will Patton? I went with Daryl Cox, who I don't even know who that is. <laughs> I don't know who that oh, is. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that. he was in Arlington Road, if that there helps you, you, with Joan Cusack. Mm. Yeah. I like Arlington Road, by the way. Yeah. What's the Joan? What's the yeah. next move? Joan Cusack, yeah, Toy Story Four. Oh Lord. <laughs> Toy Story Four. Unbelievable. With Tom Hanks. Unbelievable. Tom Hanks also in Ant <laughs> Bully with Nick Cage. <laughs> Uh, all right, and this like one, real I'm not going to lie. Like, you can only use one to use a Nick Cage movie. You can't use that one again. Dude, that would have taken me for. I tried. I seriously tried. I was like, I quit. I have to go with what I know. I, I only know so many. All right, last one, and this one's genuinely. I, I, we're going to do, like, if you guys didn't like the fact that I use cartoon movies, you're going to hate one of the movies I used in this one. So, Sound of Metal, and I started with Olivia Cook. Do it. Do it. If you can figure it out another way, go for Ready it. But I started one. with Olivia. Ready yes. Player one. Yes. Okay. You're not. You're uh, never gonna guess who I picked out Simon of that. Simon Pegg. Holy fuck, you did. Uh, where do we go? This is where. Holy you shit! Yes. Grindhouse. With Nick Cage. Yeah, oh my God. Dylan, you still have it, bro. <laughs> Twenty it. years later, still, still got, got it. it. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. So here's the bonus round, sir. Can you get from Nick Cage to Stromile Swift? Um. <laughs> What? what is, so we got to get the in a movie. Uh, I mean, it's it's a real reach, but don't worry about it. No, I cannot. I fall. Right. It's we like an LSU. Is it an LSU or Memphis thing? <laughs> Nick Cage was in Bring Out the Dead with Queen Latifah. Okay. Who right. was in Girls Trip with Morris Chestnut? Mm-hmm. Who was in Like Mike with Jason Kidd? Oh, okay. Who has who been in a couple in of different? Who tossed alley oops to Stro Miles Swift in two thousand eight? <laughs> oh, okay, sure. As wow. you do, sure, guys. As you do. <laughs> was Nick Cage in any movies this year? Genuinely, I, I honestly don't even. Did he come yes. out with anything? He was. Did in, he? he? was in a movie called Wall. What's it called? Wally's Wonder Wonderland. Yeah. What is that? Yeah, it's where he like, like fights Chuck E. Cheese puppets that come, come to on. life. Yeah, it's bad. That's where he's, he's at. Cool. Now, My, the mighty, the mighty have fallen for him. It's it's rough. I was on a flight with him, uh, a Southwest Airlines flight from Vegas to Austin, Texas one time. There's no such thing as first class on Southwest. You all know this. He (laughs) was just sitting there. I was just like, oh, God damn, dude. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Sorry you're sitting next to me. 
I think he just recently married like a 23 year old too, which is kind of upsetting. Uh, Hey, maybe they're in love, guys. Maybe they're. Don't leave that there. (laughs) Side note, Joe, you should also watch The Sound of Metal. I think you would really like it. Okay, that's I said so that's the song. drummer that lost his hearing or whatever. Yeah, he's like a metal. It actually, that one looked interesting. Yeah. Kind of looked interesting. A buddy of mine, yeah, he's a big metalhead or whatever. He highly recommends it. I just, I know I'm never gonna sit down and watch that. I just, I and know. your mom as a as a uh, you know, ASL oh, yeah. uh, person, you know, she might big find time. it interesting. Yeah, uh, no chance. She doesn't even <laughs> on the TV. <laughs> she hasn't. I don't think she does shit anymore. She like she goes for like seven mile walks is what she does with her time. Well, good for her. Hey, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> Um, I have an actual question. Real talk. Can I, is it, can I interject this? Yeah. How dare you? Yeah. (laughs) Were, were there not, and I, I should have just researched it before I'm even asking because I don't know the answer, but were there not some rules put in place about films? Is it just how they get made that you have to have a certain level of representation of like, uh, minorities and, potentially LGBTQ plus community represented in your cast or crew, like a percentage mark. And I'm wondering, I I don't know if that actually was put into effect. If that is like, if we're seeing the results of that by this year, I think it would, I don't, I don't think it's about like it, that has to be a criteria to be nominated. I think it, I think it's supposed to be a criteria to get your movie made, but somebody correct me if I'm wrong, if you know anything about what I believe it's to, I I don't know what you're talking about. I believe it was to be nominated. And also I believe they gave it a few years to go into effect. Um, so that, yeah, like if you're making a movie tomorrow, you're not just like shit out of luck or whatever. Yeah. And I know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't have the exact details, but I feel like it was like a sort of like, okay, by, by 2025, everybody gets their shit together and like quit making these white ass movies. Yeah, and I think it was like right. it was a goal, and I don't know that it was a requirement. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it was one of those things where they, it's something they want to say at the broadcast, right? During the broadcast, they want to say uh, all of our did. movies this year. Mm-hmm. You might be right. Do y'all like that as a general thing? I mean, behind the scenes, yeah, sure. Like, um, but like in front of the camera, like if you're making Dunkirk. How do you wedge like an African American lady, you know, into the movie? Um, I don't know. I think behind the scenes, of course, like yeah, like hire more minorities to do all the, the above the line jobs that people want to do and things like that. But when you get into like talent and in front of the camera, I think it gets a more tricky depending on the story you're telling, right? You know, I mean, it would be hard to wedge an Asian into Cool Runnings. I'll give you that. <laughs> well, they're at the Olympics. It would not be that hard. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> Touche. Touche. No, I think it's just the first movie I can think of. Absolutely. It's 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 valuable. I mean, representation like I work in tech and it it just goes across the board having proper representation in the rooms that of the people who are making decisions, um, you know. Oh yeah. Is is paramount and that should be championed, of course. So I think the biggest thing for like representation, instead of making these sort of like feel good quotas or whatever you want to call it. Is like no people in charge with money who greenlight the movies greenlight more movies about different stuff. Like exactly. instead of being like, Perfect. well, make sure your Marvel movie has a gay character. Like, yeah, who cares? Like, no. Why don't you greenlight more movies that are about, about different experience. people yeah. and different yeah. stories? Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. So that's what I think is like actually needs to happen instead of this sort of very silly um, box checking. I'm not. 
up to date clearly on any uh, adult movies. But what I can tell you, and and I, I admit Wait, I'm genuinely, out. I know weird, right? What I am liking, I just like is that you called Netflix. them adult movies. Adult. Yeah, movies. I was gonna All say. I'm watching are we, is, were we transitioning? To I have two. Yes, yes. I, there's a there's a large propensity of I'm not going to go down that road. Okay. Netflix. I haven't clicked my profile in about a year and a half. It's always the kids' profile. It's just what it is. It's what it's. So, but they genuinely have a whole representation matters thing going on right now. Like right right now, the the, the cartoon my kids watch with Jurassic Park. Uh, there's a whole bunch of kids at like a camp or whatever. There's another show about these like little superheroes or whatever. They're all basically cartoons. And at that point, you can make any character any color. It doesn't fucking mm. matter. None of them need accents. None of them need backstories. They just need to be a color. And every show my kids are watching lately, the stuff that's been produced in the last year or two, there's always an Asian, a Mexican, a black, a white. There is just, it spans the gambit on purpose. And my kids have already, it doesn't phase them. It doesn't mean anything. It's just, they're just used to it, which is beautiful. I, yeah, I seriously that's think that's planting seeds for the future. It's absolutely beautiful. But that's way different than a movie that already has written and scripted and characters that need to kind of fit a typecast at least a little bit. And then just throwing in like a, a random, like that you can't, that's not the same. You know what I mean? Band-aiding it is totally different than obviously Dylan's idea of give them a movie that is about them that represents their maybe point of view better as opposed to just shoehorning them into now you know, here's a controversial like. topic on that one is there you know the rumor is the next bond will be a black person Ooh, i want a transgendered wheelchair bond otherwise i feel like it's not covering <laughs> so enough. obviously it's not pc to say that that character was originally written as a white male um, mm. but Idris Elba was talked about for a long time, but now people kind of feel like he's maybe jumped the age gap a little bit. He's not a lot older than Daniel Craig is and he's retiring off of it. But now homeboy from Bridgerton that blew up. I say genre up page, that guy. Yeah. I mean, he is hitting the peak of his, I mean, people, it's the number one most watched show on Netflix and he's super <laughs> gorgeous and talented and. He would be he would be a great fit. I and if if the Bond people who are listening are smart, all of them, you would get a lot of female ticket buyers to see that man play James Bond. Just saying. Is he black? I'm sorry, I don't know who this yes, is. Yes, he is. Yeah. Black. Okay. Gotcha. He's very, very, very handsome. So beautiful. Gotcha. <laughs> I feel like there, and there's nothing like like distractingly beautiful about James <laughs> Bond yeah. that like he has to be like a white dude. Like there's really no it doesn't matter. It doesn't um, I, really matter. Yeah, but I do but feel I, like there's a. I feel like I could be. I don't want to speak for an entire country, but like I feel like it's an English thing. Like they are the ones who are resistant to like that is not the character. That is not the way he's written. That is. But also, like at this point, mm. we've gotten enough of that, man. Like, let's do something different. Like, I don't. Brits yeah. are racist. It's fine. You know, and Rachel <laughs> is English still. So I mean, I mean, yeah, I don't think yeah, they also, could not. They could not yeah. a not English person. I don't care about any of that. Like Michael B. Jordan is gonna maybe yeah. be Superman. Um, cool. They're talking about. Who I'm like, he, he, he rocks and he is like cut out of granite. Oh, like, he yeah, great. let him yeah. be Superman. It's a um, character that's from a made-up space planet. Like, who gives a shit? I'm more like, quit letting these English people be Superman. That's my thing. Is like, quit letting English people be <laughs> yeah. Superman and Batman. Like, get out of here. You know, like we got people over here who can do it. Colin Jost had one of the funniest jokes on SNL a couple weeks ago. He was on Weekend Update. He was saying apparently there's going to be a black um, Sesame Street character. And then it's like a picture of, you know, Big Bird, Elmo, Oscar the Grouch, Cookie Monster. <laughs> He's like, so you're telling me these characters were white? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're like yellow, orange, red. Yeah, blue, yeah. 
Oh man. Yeah. What? Well, and what's like, crazy I, is it's you you don't even need to do a black Superman because there's already been a movie, Abar, the Black Superman. I actually covered that in my very first episode ever. I can't believe I remember that. But yeah. there's literally a movie called Abar, the Black Superman. There's Google also it. It's Meteor awful. Man, you know? Yes. Oh, yeah. that's a great movie. Dag. That was genuinely not, not I loved, loved that movie. There's also Black Oh my man, god. You know? I th- I think I saw I think I saw that. That's movie. a Wayne's, right? Black like, Man's a Wayne's? Yeah. yeah. What was the one with Robin Williams and he was like a, in the insane asylum, kinda or whatever? Not Patch Adams, but the other one doesn't matter. I think I saw that as like a double feature when I was like, <laughs> "This might be the last time." Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it is double feature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. You know. Whatever. Um, so okay, E E asked me this while we were uh, talking for the show. If you are debating between like two or three different movies, and then somebody goes, "Well, actually, that movie won such and such award." Does that sway your opinion of if you were already – does that change your opinion at all of what you were going to watch? And I'm really this curious about like retroactively, evil. right? Like if you're going through old movies that you haven't seen before, like if one of them won an Oscar, are you more likely to watch it than you would be if it didn't? Yeah. What What does the seal of an Oscar-winning movie mean to y'all? Because I'll tell you right, I mean, and no surprise to anybody listening, doesn't mean shit to me. Couldn't care less. Yeah, I would say like older it does because it's sort of there's too many things to like filter through. So it's like, oh, I won Best Picture in 1949. Like, I'll, I'll watch that. Um, hmm. But if it's just some random movie from 1949, unless somebody really tells me you got to watch this, I, I yeah, I, why am I gonna? I don't know. Why would I? Hmm. I mean, I, I'm down to watch new things, but it's a movie that's like a hundred years old almost that nobody. Also, here's my other thing: is like, you know, Eric knows this. But one of the reasons I watch a lot of things is for the discourse, right? Like, I want to talk about it with all my friends. Mm. And I, I don't want, if I watch a movie from 1949 that no one has watched recently, like, who am I going to talk <laughs> about it to? Mm-hmm. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. I just watched Heat. Anybody want to oh, no, talk about it? Oh, t- okay. You picked the wrong yeah, movie. You picked the wrong you movie. Picked the wrong oh, if you guys not, no, that's, that's, that's an actual, show. that's a joke. Oh, I, I, that's a, that's a the joke. The Heat Hive is coming for you, Joe. Doesn't you will get, that, they'll cancel you. I have seen Heat, like, that's a Brian Posehn bit. 15-ish times at least. Yes, really? there's a, there's a strong yeah. like cult of heat. Um, yeah. you know, I can yes. like, text my dad if it's like something, or you know, that's the only thing I can do. If I'm like on Turner Classic and there's a movie, I can be like, "Hey, Bill, remember <laughs> this?" And he's like, "Yep." And I'm like, "Cool, good talk, <laughs> cool, yep, good talk." Oh man, so Ash, but does like, it, does, does that it change your opinion? I, I don't know why it does hold some esteem in my mind. It does. Hmm. And I it's just always, I guess, kind of been that way. Maybe because I just grew up loving the idea of the Academy Awards so much. Um, but I find it to be a little less relevant lately. And I don't know. I can't I can't attribute exactly what the what the change is. I think it I think it's what we touched on earlier. I think it there's less about um the mainstream collective all agreeing on what something great was. I just think because there's so, there's so much overwhelming content in music, in film and so many ways to access it. My mom talks about this and it makes me and every, you know, sound like makes us sound like old people, but you know, I do kind of hanker for the days when the, album came out or the movie that everybody was going to see. And it was really this collective experience that everybody got on board with, whether you liked it or you didn't, but everybody saw it. Everybody heard the music. And so you were all in it together. When Godzilla was coming out and they were doing the, the, the all come with me remixes. And like, we, 
everybody was talking about it for months. Everybody. I don't know if any movie has that sway anymore. You know what I mean? Like that's I don't so think Puff funny. Daddy's doing. Yeah, that's so funny. You brought that up, Joe, because like my son is now obsessed with Godzilla and like stuff, and watches these horrible YouTube videos. Oh God! Um, don't but I showed there. him that thing. Puff Daddy video. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> I was like, when when I was a kid, like every time a big movie came out, there was some soundtrack with all these songs Always. that were not in the Always. movie, like just a bunch of random songs. Yeah. And this was one, and I showed it for him. I got like ninety seconds in. I was like, this is terrible like trash this song is oh, terrible yeah. and this video Pure is trash. even it makes no sense pup daddy's like rapping to godzilla and it's so dumb <laughs> yeah. but yeah that whole thing of like the, the very 90s thing of like oh the big movie has a soundtrack with a bunch of random songs b-sides mm-hmm. the, the bands that yeah. they like oh we're not releasing this but they'll just put it on like the batman and robin soundtrack and, and I'm so you buy, buy the soundtrack, soundtrack. I was it's like 10 seconds. Like, they have nothing like, to do with the movie. Kiss from a Rose. I remember <laughs> yep. being like, oh. listen to it. Like, we would all be like, oh, think of it. On know. loop. Yes. Yeah, that I mean, The Matrix soundtrack anymore. was dope. I remember the Matrix, Matrix soundtrack yes. being like, this yeah. is so hard. Like, this goes so hard. It's like, no, it doesn't. You're 12. <laughs> J-Lo broke records with The Wedding Planner and her Love Don't Cost a Thing. She was the first female to have, like, a number mm. one movie and a number one album at the same time. Wow. Good for her. Random. I didn't know. Genuinely good for her. Yeah. I know. Love Don't Cost a Thing was a solid song. I, I, I bumped yeah. to that. My head was nodding every time I she's heard a, that. She's an amazing performer. I mean, she's. I don't remember that movie at all, but that's probably. I'm not the demographic. There's. Yeah, yeah there's just. Um, those things don't happen anymore. Like, really, the lightning rod sort of like. like yeah. I think of like Men in Black and like oh, yeah. movies yes. that came out when we were teenagers yes. where like that was it. Like, you bought the thing, yeah. you, bought the, you bought the record, it was on MTV. You had to go see the movie. Everybody wanted to be that for Halloween. Mm. Yeah, it's they don't. The that, that happens sort of. But now it's more like a Marvel Star Warsy. Like you have to see this so it doesn't get spoiled for you. Sort of like annoying, almost just like a chore. Like oh God, I gotta go see this this weekend so no one ruins it. Otherwise, Facebook me. will wreck it for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, you have, have to do it early too. It's no. wild. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's um, yeah. You're right. But those are the close as close as I feel like I get to like communal. Um, those sort of things, yeah, where like it's a thing that everyone's got to go see. Um, but then uh, there's also like, I feel like a lot of people like don't like those movies and like specifically don't want to watch. Like my dad does not see a Marvel movie; he doesn't care. Of course not. Um, he'll see like a Thor just because for yeah, whatever yeah. reason. Some of them like he'll dip in and out, but he's like he hates <laughs> it. There's like homework too. I'll do Thor, he's, like, but what's no going on? Like, I, he's, like, I, don't, I don't know who who is that guy. I'm like, well, you know, you have to watch the ten of the movies. He's like, never mind. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> But remember, <laughs> like, you know, Forrest Gump, like everybody saw Forrest Gump. You know, nobody yeah. didn't not see that movie. I didn't see it. <laughs> yes, you did. No. Joseph, no. come on. I, to this day. You would watch that in school. Day, it was like I've issued to our it. houses in the suburbs. Didn't, like, they just, never like, saw it to this day. Joe, I sat next to you in AP US history when we watched it, motherfucker. <laughs> if that's true, I don't remember that. I swear to you. I swear to you. Don't remember it. Like I'm just I, now, to be fair, you're probably right. I'm going to trust you on that, but I swear to God, I either fell asleep or walked out or something because I don't remember it at all. Fair enough. Like the best picture winners from the '90s are, and again, like I feel like, is this just? Am I just an old person now who's just trying to go back to like the golden yeah. era for for us? Are, but I mean, are we just romanticizing like, this? Yeah, hit me. Yeah, hit me. no, but let's okay, let's the Shin, movies though. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go. This is in, this was ranked 10 to 1 by a Metacritic, but it covers the 10 from the 90s. So Schindler's List, Shakespeare in Love, The English Patient, Never saw it. Unforgiven, 
Never saw. Silence of the Lambs, American Beauty. Never saw. Forrest Gump. Never saw. Titanic. Whoa. Never saw it. Yeah. Oh, Joe, you you've never seen Titanic? Nah, dude. Okay, to finish, Dances <laughs> with Wolves and Braveheart. Mm. But those are never 10 saw it and only seen half of it. I out of 335 million Americans, if you were 10 and above in the 90s, you 90% of people have seen all those movies. Yes, right. To be fair, yeah. I, Dylan tried to make me watch most of those when we would sleep at his house, like sleepovers or whatever, and I would always fall asleep. Same with like Interview with a Vampire and some shit, like a bunch of I'm sure great movies that I just couldn't. I'd fall asleep five minutes after. Yeah, there again, a lot of those movies though, like are not not all of them, a lot of them are that middle of the road movie. That, that's gigantic. what I'm saying. They're not gigantic like Titanic is, right? But um, even that, that movie isn't getting made now. Like a hundred, two hundred million dollar like romance, you know about it? Like that doesn't no. really happen. But also, you yeah. listed a Spielberg movie, a James Cameron movie, Jonathan Demme's mm-hmm. in there. You know, Mel Gibson made a movie. Clint Eastwood made one of those movies. Like, those are the stars of, you know, directing, right? They're like the best ones. I don't know that they, those directors get the ability to do that now, right? Like, is it that part of the problem too? Like, if Fincher wants to make a huge movie, he has to go to Netflix. Yeah, Mm -hmm. kind of. It's also, things things are very idiosyncratic now where the movies that do get through are not like they're not for everybody. Right. But that's what's so cool. That's what I will say about the Oscars is that's what's so fun is when they do like get it right or do something awesome like Moonlight or Parasite. It's Parasite, like exciting. Yep. And it's like, holy shit, that was awesome. Like I cannot believe Parasite, which should have won, I thought, was like mm-hmm. I mean there's other movies I liked too, but like that's that's kind of how I feel about the Oscars too. Is I'm never like this one movie. I'm more like these are the ones that I'm okay with winning. Yeah. And these are the ones that super don't need to win. But so when they get it right or do something like sort of surprising, like Moonlight, which was surprising because also the way it happened, um, it is awesome. It is kind of cool, and you do feel like, hey, cool, movies are great. Mm-hmm. Do mm-hmm. y'all feel with Netflix and all the other streaming options, it's it's helping in general the overall quality of film, or that it's more just allowing some one-off to break through that otherwise wouldn't have. I don't think it helps the overall quality because you get so much more stuff. There's so much more stuff to make. They're like, in general, the best stuff doesn't get through. Everything gets through. And then it's your job as the consumer almost to figure out what is and isn't good. Yeah. The whole pool is just more watered down now. There's still plenty of good ones, but there's even more bad ones. Which is why it would almost be like, it's kind of more important now almost that the Oscars be good at this than in previous right. years because like oh, damn. there's more out there. So that's why it's interesting. Like when we were talking about, you know, older movies, like we pick the ones that maybe have some cachet with the awards or whatever. Like it would be nice if now that was the case because 20 years from now, there's going to be, you know, 300 movies that came out in 2018 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, thousands of movies. I mean, in, in 2035, there's going to be thousands. There's going to be 100 movies every month. There's just going to be so many studios and so many people that think they can do what they're doing. And, and to be fair, they're not wrong. Go for it. But there's going to be, it has opened the door to anybody that wants to make a movie can. Kind of. Yeah, there's two. There, I don't, I don't think it brings, it, it's brought the quality down, in my opinion. Also, because Netflix, and this, they're making so much stuff, and they're just trying to get stuff out there that, like, most of it's not very good. You know, like, right. Like, they release like a movie every week or whatever. And like, it's usually shitty. And like, I don't yeah. hear anybody talking about it. Another thing that's crazy about Netflix is like, 
they'll put out a big splashy movie and then like two years later it's not it's gone like it might as well not exist it's not on their front page right because they put all their new stuff on the front page and everything so like you know michael bay put out a movie on netflix like a year and a half ago and you have to search for it to find it yeah yeah with ryan reynolds too it's not like it was like a giant movie what movie it's called called six Six underground and it it is the most (gasps) i saw that michael bay ass movie that you will ever see (laughs) it's so good there's no talking the entire for, it's two hours of shotgun blast and and Cardra, and that's that's amazing. And that's what I want. Models every you know forty minutes because yeah, not you gotta, complaining. You know. No, but I yeah like that 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 movie comes out in theaters usually and it's a big deal and then it comes out on DVD and it has this cycle where now it's like it's on Netflix for like the front page for like a month and then it's gone and like now like you yeah it's on there you can go search for it if you want to watch it but it's like out of sight out of mind and it might as well have just never come out because like nobody talks about it it's not. And it's Netflix movie, so you can't buy it anywhere else, right? So it's just like, yeah. It's almost turning movies into sport in the way we consume them. There's a very limited time when the game's on, it's live. You either watch it now or you don't. Because in two months, you're not going to go back and watch a Lakers game from February. You know what I mean? Like, right. this is not, you're not going to take it. Why would you? It's, it's almost like the, it is, whereas movies used to be made on purpose, like, like Gone with the Wind, which I've never seen. But these are supposedly <laughs> purposefully timeless classics that you're able to watch over and over again or whatever. Whereas now it's like, no, mm-hmm. this is the movie for this month. And next month, we're going to give you 48 more. So we don't care if you like it or not. It's and just again, there's this on. life cycle I feel like movies used to have where it's like you see it in the theater, right? If you liked it and when it comes out on video in like four months, yes. you rent it or you buy it, yeah. right? And then yeah. you watch it again. Yeah. It's like, oh, the Matrix just came out on DVD. Let's go rent it, right? You <sighs> so watch it again time. and then it has this life oh. cycle. Of like, And then maybe you watch it every couple of years, whereas now with those well, movies. Well, then it makes and it, it to TNT, right? Yeah. And then it goes yeah. to yeah. TV. Yeah, and it's and on TBS TV. Yeah. Oh, man, I love that movie. I gotta watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> and that doesn't happen now, right? As that doesn't. Netflix movie. It's just like, it's out. It's just there. It's just there, and then it's gone, and it's like that's a that's not doesn't bode well, I don't think, for like the longevity of these things, right? Um, and there's also something to be said for like when you see it in a theater, you have that sort of sense memory of seeing it, and so you want to watch it again if you liked it. Whereas mm. like if I like I like Six Underground, I watched it on my couch though, like I don't care, I don't need to watch it again. Yeah, you know? I watched right. it, I enjoyed it, and forgot about it. I, I for, until you just said it, because I, I, I think I even texted you about it. Yeah, I, I think we talked I might about have this. Like, yeah. This <laughs> yeah, literally, and I totally, I liked it and totally forgot because there wasn't a moment. I was like half watching it. You know, my my fucking kids are talking in the monitors. I'm trying to listen to them if they're still awake or whatever. You know, like the the home experience, as comfy and, and good as it is, it cannot replace the theater because you can't replace being with other people. You just you can't replace that that physical not tangible connection but there is there is a mm-hmm. connection with you and everybody else in the theater there's a literal energy that exists in the theater right like yeah you can actually it, feel yeah, the just energy. like any live yeah. sporting event wow i, I oh. really like I, I didn't think about this until just right now but it, it's almost making the, the idea of, of sports and movies very similar it's it's either watch it right now or don't and forever it's gone because it's you're not going to bring it back up in a month yeah. do you think movie theaters are going to last in general like 20 years from now movie theaters still going God, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I really hope so. I think so. I mean, they've survived. <laughs> God, y'all look so sad. That generally, both Dylan and, and Ashley, because I don't think we're going to put this video up, but like y'all looked really sad when I asked that. Well, because it's like some of them, like the Arclight and the Pacific Theaters yeah. and stuff, some of these famous theaters are not, doesn't seem like, um, going to. And But I think if they can make it out of this, then yeah, they, they will. Mm-hmm. There'll always be a place to go watch movies. Um just because, like, yeah, like we talked about, you can't replicate. I don't care how big your TV is and no. your home theater or whatever. You just can't really replicate, like, 
sitting down with a room full of strangers and like feeling the same things. Um, so yeah, I, yeah I, I think so. I hope so. And My son, like little, he he loves going to movies. You know. Yeah, somebody was making the argument to me about like, oh, drive-in theaters didn't make it. But again, you're separated. You're you're in your own vehicle. So I think yeah. that that lends yeah. itself Different. to fill that separation of it. It's um, you know, sitting side by side, uh, you know, somebody that you either care about, your you know, a date, a family member, whatever, or and then you know, a stranger on the other side having that shared experience is is a really magical thing for sure. Magical is the word I would describe the Redfield, South Dakota drive-in movie theater because everybody hops out under the hoods of their trucks. That's cute. And there is a collective vibe. All, a, they all know each other. I mean, it's a town of 1,800 people. They literally all know everything about everybody. But there is a, such a vibe. that it's, it's, It was more like a concert. And we were watching like daddy daycare or something garbage you know what i mean but it didn't matter because everybody was was there was there was a festival atmosphere about it because everyone was running around kids are running around you know popcorn blah blah but like it felt more like a concert or like a sporting event than it did like a movie and maybe that's what maybe that's what might save movies is if we do it more like that i mean certainly the days post covid we might all want our six feet or whatever so like maybe a a field style drive-in sit in your car with everybody might might work maybe could I think movies have movie theaters have done things to catch up and get better. Like the places we grew up going were very, I mean, not super great. Uh, no, Barton Creek Cinema was garbage. <laughs> I mean, they got better too, though. Like, I mean, remember when like stadium seating became a thing, right? Like, yeah. It was oh, like, yeah. oh wow! Like now I don't have like some slab ticket. How did that me, take like, so long? <laughs> yeah. How did right. um, that? I mean, I still get the wheels on Arbor and like Regal Arbor just has a slight incline and like that's it barely yeah barely i do i like that theater though too it's my favorite theater it's It's my favorite theater it's embarrassing for humans. they play great films yeah and then but like food and drinks and like they've they've stepped up in other ways and like a a lot of the good the good theaters have tried to keep like sound and picture being really state-of-the-art and then also like obviously no talking because that's the super that's not fun to go for me to go to a movie i mean like I'm I'm an Alamo stand boy. You guys know that. Like I I love the Alamo. I work oh, there and I still go there. But like you know, there's been times where I had to go other places. Like I remember I had to go see The Dark Knight like somewhere else because the Alamo was like sold out for weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like you know these people like yo yo joke in the house like screaming at the screen and I was like this is <laughs> terrible. I hate this. This sucks. Be quiet, yeah. please. Shut up. Please. And I hate Seriously. if it's not loud enough. That's part of what I love about a movie theater. I want it to be so loud. I want to hear like whatever kind of bass yeah. tones coming through, shaking my seat. Like that's that's the best. Is that so, a thing? I don't think I've ever Go ahead. No, I was just say I worked at an IMAX for 6 years. And so that will really screw with your perception of like what is and isn't normal yeah. in a movie theater. <laughs> so like yeah. Yeah. For a long time, I had to sit really close to the screen or also be like, this is just a television. I don't understand what I'm doing here. <laughs> like, it took a long time to get over that. That's No, that sets the bar real high. Like, real, real high. I complain about it not being loud enough all the time. I've never oh, once thought it was yeah. too soft. We're not dark like enough? It... Like, they don't dim the lights down enough? Like, hello. Oh, yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I shouldn't be able to see a bunch of circles up on the ceiling. Don't do that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That just, that just distracts me. That just pulls me out of the experience. Oh, that's wild. Well, I hope movies make it. I mean, movies will make it, but I hope movie theaters make it. Basically, you know, we'll if see. you don't have booze, if you don't have booze in your movie theater, you're done. I, yeah. I think we no, can all everyone just Everyone does. Yeah, AMC does. Yeah. They, they all yeah. do. They've all. Yeah. You just yeah. have to. Yeah. That's just part of it. 
Yeah, I think they will, man. I mean, Regal is like the largest chain, one of the largest chains. They're going to come back. AMC has said they're going to come back. Um, even some of these small boutique ones like the Alamo. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, the Pacific Theaters thing in, in, in L.A., that's really unfortunate. But I'm somebody will swoop in and buy it, I think. I mean, I just can't imagine those theaters not surviving. They're like some of the best movie theaters in the world. But are we just being old people? Like, is the standard 20-year-old, do they give a shit about the movie theater experience? And obviously, I don't know. But, like, do you, do you think they care the way we care about the actual physical experience? I don't know. They That's may a not. really good question. I yeah, think I think they do, good. actually. My mom teaches a yeah. film class, right? And so she talks with their students about this. And, like, if something is big enough and something is communal they will be into it but it has to be communal right like i think that's what we're talking about with like the segmented movie going experience like individual movies being aimed at individual populations that sort of thing that makes it way harder to do that so i think if if you had more universal monoculture things i think they'd be fine also, when you're a teenager, like, there's not that many more things to do. Like, yeah, they have the internet and they have, like, whatever things we didn't have, uh, you know, but it's still just, like, the no thing kidding. to do, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, what else are you going to do? You yeah, know? if you're going to leave the house, yeah. I, I saw th- yeah. But that's the thing. They don't have to. They, I saw a thing where you can have, like, watch parties. or It's basically like a collective FaceTime group, and the, you all watch the movie at the same time while you FaceTime each other. And oh, like, I've they, yeah, yeah there's you for you at the exact same yes, time. Yes. You're you're simulating the experience from your own room, which is weird admittedly to me, but I can imagine my son right now and Dylan, I'm sure your son in 6 years that will be standard to them. They will they will Probably. not think twice about that concept. Yeah, but you got to think too like teenagers and stuff, they want to get out of their house. They want Yeah, that's what I'm house. saying. They don't want to yeah, be in their house with their parents. Yeah. We that's used to just go point. to the mall and walk around. Yeah, like, doing nothing with no anything. money. I couldn't buy yeah, shit. I, I just money. needed out. I just, just wanted to walk around. This, this house I think is about prison. that all the time. <laughs> that was the thing. Your parents drop you off yeah. at the mall. You see a movie. You maybe have an hour afterwards to do a loop in the food yep. court, and then you get picked up. Yep. Oh, Let me so go walk fun. by Sparrow and and that friggin' what's that donut place? Cinnab- Cinnabon, and that's all I needed. <laughs> yeah. It's good to go. Let Cinnabon. me walk into the Gap and not buy anything. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> Walk past Abercrombie and pretend I'm cool because I'm not going to go in because I'm a badass. Go listen to music at Suncoast, that kind of thing. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. God, that goes back. Well, Well, Dill, if y'all ever want to do a Heat watch along where we all have a watch party and we just watch Heat, we should set that up. That can be a podcast for us. I'm game. Joe's reaction. I haven't watched Heat in like six months. I've never seen it. A whole six months. (laughs) <laughs> I watch it too much. Like I, yeah, it's it's one of those things that just like I need to watch this again. There's there's a handful I, of those. I think it's I a Brian the, Regan bit. That's the score the is on my is on my Spotify, it? and it'll like come. It'll the you know I'll hear it. I'll be like, oh. What's it yeah. about? I have the score on vinyl, so yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I don't fuck around. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, Joe. What do you think uh, he's oh, before we go, Joe? What do you I think know, he's yeah, about? Know. Yeah, I know what he's about. <laughs> Hold on. Get, name name one actor or actress that's in it. And not Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. Al Kilmer. They've been in movies. Oh, Kilmer. then it's got to be it's got to be a gangster style like Italy. Something about Robin. No, probably like drugs. Maybe no Robin. Hold on. I'm trying to I'm trying to read your faces. It's something about, about either drugs or robbing somebody. Robin the president of from his drugs. <laughs> robbing the president. <laughs> Somehow you nailed it. Came from the president. 
off. Like <laughs> president, I, you know, I heard you had some drugs that we may or may not be <laughs> here to steal. So we need. Listen, did you take my drugs? Did you take my drugs? <laughs> You're sort of right because it is a heist movie. Hey um, now. And it also, Al Pacino movie. plays the whole movie as if he has just ripped a line of cocaine. Oh my right God. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, because let's be fair, he probably had. I don't know yes. when it was made, but I'm guessing the 90s ish. And like, he was likely on lots of cocaine. Yeah, for sure. Well, anybody listening? It's cocaine. Thanks for listening. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I don't know. How else do you end the show? <laughs>